0: welcome to a word for the wilderness we pray that this episode will bring to you a word of encouragement as you walk through the wilderness of life may your spirits be lifted and your souls fed as god's word is proclaimed today now here's your hosts joe Moats and jonathan bosby you know you need to find good friends in the ministry Good friends are going to get you through the tough times of life. You just heard one of mine, my dear friend, Emery Fuller. He opens up and closes every one of our episodes with that great introduction and that radio voice of his. Man, I wish I could do that. This program has been brought to you by Sure Super 55 Microphone. That's was. See, I can't do it, but some folks are blessed with that. Emory is one of those guys. I'm telling you, I appreciate my usual co-host, John uh, Jonathan, but I almost forgot his name, Jonathan Bust Me, and uh, he's a blessing some of the time, and so yeah, but you pray for him. He's up in Rockford, Illinois right now, and while he's been gone, while he's been away, I've had the privilege of having a couple guests on the show, and uh, I've got a dear, dear, dear friend of mine. Last week, I was able to have my dad. And uh, that was special. That was something because, I mean, the week before it was Father's Day and it was just a blessing to have him on the podcast. And I trust you enjoyed that as well. But this man here, I'm thankful for him. I'm grateful for him. And I'll introduce him in a second. But when I first uh, got called to preach and uh, I I moved up into the youth group, that was kind of an awkward period of time. It was sixth grade, seventh grade, those middle school years. I had a buzz cut. I started wearing glasses during that time, and I got braces during that time. And I'm telling you, you can imagine that. I, I was having a rough time, but this man that's with me in the studio today, he helped me, brought me under his wings. He, I mean, he's, re- he's really helped me a lot. And I, I can honestly say he is one of the closest, one of the dearest friends uh, that I have in the ministry, and I'm looking forward to you hearing him today today. It's Landon Allen. Landon, it's a pleasure to have you in the studio today. Joe, it is an honor and an absolute privilege Man. to be on The Word for the Wilderness.
1: I, I have been a proud supporter of this since day one. I love the podcast. I love the jokes. Come but, on, but, brother. And I love the, the great time you and Jonathan get to have, but more importantly, is getting into the truth of the Word of God. Oh, God. come on, I, brother. I love just getting what you guys get from God mm-hmm. and how that you're getting the ability and the opportunities to Tell it to all of us and yep. to share that. It, it. I'm very thankful for what God has given us. Amen. God. Uh, many Christians may say that the internet's terrible and all this. There's a reason God gave it to
0: us. Exactly. And you so, are absolutely right. So why don't right. we use it for his honor and for his glory? Satan has used it as a trap, but I think it's about time God's people use it as a tool. And that's what absolutely. we're trying to do. And God's opened that door. And he, he is right. He's been a proud supporter of it since day one. I don't know how proud you've been, but he's been a supporter <laughs> of it. Since day one. And I remember when we first started doing it, I texted him and called him and we've had conversations about it. One of the first people I let know about it. and I'm so thankful for him. Recently, we've been going through the book of Matthew and we've basically been traveling with the master in Matthew. That's what we've been doing. And uh, we closed out a couple weeks ago in Matthew chapter number five and Landon, Lord willing, I'm looking at your notes right there. Matthew six. Yep. He's absolutely right. He's going to take us to Matthew chapter number six. So Brother, I want you to go right on ahead and share what God has on your heart.
1: Amen. Thank you, Joe. Uh, once again, thank you for the opportunity. Amen. To be here. It Happy is to have a you. privilege. Uh, you, before I get going, you were talking about that buzz cut. I I forgot all about the buzz cut and yeah. and, and the in the braces years. I really did. <laughs> yeah. Praise uh, the Lord. I but, wish I could forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no. For for those of you who don't know, buzz I, cut. Bifocals
0: and braces. Oh. Come on now, you got to alliterate
1: it. Oh Lord, God help the man. He's alliterating in his normal days. Come on, God help him. <laughs> no, uh, for for many of you who don't know, um, Joseph and I go to the same church. We've yep. we've been going to the same church. Gosh, for over I've been here for seventeen years. So it, we've been together bare minimum seventeen 18 years. years yeah. So so we've been together seventeen years. And uh, it's been fun growing up together yeah uh, we're only a few years apart oh yeah give or take a few years uh, but I was there the first time Joseph preached his very first sermon I, oh, I was there don't
0: talk about that <laughs>
1: uh, and actually uh, I remember that this one time when we had I think it was vacation Bible school and Brother Tom allowed us the teenagers the week before uh, VBS or camp or something for us to be in the auditorium and we had like this big Conference like mm. uh, uh, evening service on a Wednesday night where you preached and I got to share and Brother Tom got yeah. to share it, and, uh, and I'm telling you that's one of my that's one of my personal favorite sermons wow. from your early days. Yeah, I, I, I love that sermon and uh, I may have to go back and find those notes and uh, steal that one. Come from
0: on, me. brother, go but, ahead. Man. But no, uh,
1: we'll be in Matthew chapter number six. Um, I'm very thankful. Again to be here, and uh, very thankful for the opportunity uh, to share the Word of God. Um, I had the wonderful privilege and, and I say it as a privilege uh, because it is I, I consider it a privilege and an honor, and I'm very thankful that I got to go to a christian school uh, when I was a, when I was a child through all of my years um, but the la- uh, but from about second grade on when I moved down here uh, mm-hmm. second third grade on, uh, I went to my grandparents' Christian school that they started back for my dad mm. and, and that's where I graduated from so my, I am proud to say I am one of about only four four or five graduates, maybe six, that are second generation wow. graduates of our school. And How so I'm very that? thankful for that, and I'm very thankful for the heritage that God has given me. Amen. Um, but while I was there, um, one of the years, I'd say, I was 8th, eight, ninth, 8th or ninth grade, we were required to... Memorize all of Matthew chapter 6. Whoa. So when you told me Matthew chapter 6, I'm like, that's right up my wheelhouse, man. I quote that off the bat all the oh, time. Oh, come on. I love Matthew 6. It is some of the greatest teachings for a child of God about the kingdom of God. Mm. That's all Matthew 6 is. That's and it. what's amazing is that when I got to think about it, and Joseph asked me to, sh- to share here on the podcast, literally, as I'm going through this in my mind, God's like, I already outlined it for you. I'm like, what do you mean? And sure enough, boom, God gave it to me within literally within five minutes, because it's literally outlined right here in the passage. Number one, from verses one all the way down to verse uh, all the all the way down to literally verse number eighteen, give or take a few verses in between, we see what Jesus talks about. What true Pharisees are, mm. what the true hypocrites were of that day. There were many things that they were doing religiously that just. Weren't for God; it was all for show. And mm. we talked about that in our VBS the other week. How yes, that sir. the Pharisees and the hypocrites—it was all about a show for them. Christ didn't like mm. that. He taught all about it against that all through the Book of Matthew. Even call, uh, uh, gave them about eight different woes to counteract Sorry. the the eight beatitudes about hey, be like this, don't be like this. Absolutely. So that's what he's telling us here. Don't be like these guys in their giving. They were talking about their givings to God, verses one through four. He was saying that they literally did. As a show, they would go up to the temple mm. and they would just flat out say, "Look what I put in." Oh, come on! That's not what he says. He says, "Give in secret." What what that means is, he says, "Don't do it for show." This is what it means for your giving. He says, "That's between you and God." That's because it. Because that's what God has blessed you with. And remember that what we call that ten percent tithe. Remember that was God's already. We, was. We, he hasn't started talking about your money yet. So I <laughs> come mean, on. come on now. Yeah. <laughs> that, That's God's money. It is. That's not for you to show off. That's... Mm. Uh, yes, God's blessed you. Yes, on, and you ought to on. be thankful for that. Mm-hmm. But don't boast about Good, it. Good, that. That's what he's trying to get the point across here. Uh, he says, and don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. Basically, what he's saying is there's no need for anybody else to know. Mm-hmm. He, that's just the way Christ intended it. Number two, your adoration or your prayers to God, verses 5 through verse 7. He said, the Pharisees, they would go out into the middle of the streets and in the corners that they may be seen of men. They wanted everyone to hear their prayers, and you read about that. If I'm not mistaken, Luke chapter 18, I believe, where the Pharisee uh, versus the publican are, are out there praying, and he's making a show, and he's like, "I don't, I uh, thank you that I'm not like this publican." No, oh, no, it's all about your personal prayer closet between you and God. That's, that's what. That's what's the important part. Then number three uh, about what true Pharisees are, they're true. Their true, uh, the trueness of the Pharisees were in their appearance or their actions for God. You read that in verses 14 all the way down to verse 18. And it came in two different phases. And really, we can apply this to two different areas of our Christian lives. Number one, our forgiveness. Mm. Because he was talking about prayer, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But he says, if you forgive them in their trespasses, your Heavenly Father is going to forgive you. That's it. So the question is, were the Pharisees truly forgiving? Mm. Well, that we don't know, but... I mean, it sure of It sounds like the way he was making it sound like, hey, the way it looks like, you ain't forgiven. Oh, come on. And because you're not forgiven, you're empty. And he talks about that in Matthew 23. Because you're not forgiven, uh, you're, you're not forgiving others. God's not going to forgive you. That's right. And one thing I always learned uh, uh, that was always taught to me as a young child in my Christian school and from my own father you cannot be right. With your fellow man. That's it. And this is scripture right here. Mm -hmm. If you're not right with God. That's right. And similarly, and on the reverse side of the coin, if you're not right with God, you're definitely not right with man. That's so true. You can't, it's not, it's not a, it's not a two-way, it it has to be a two-way street. One and the other are going Mm -hmm. to be parallel. That's the way it is. And so he talks about the forgiveness, but then he talks about their fastings, their 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 literal actions for God. What are you doing for God? As in, they would come to a point, the Pharisees would, between verse 16 and 18, and they would say they would make themselves pale, basically, and make it appear that they were fasting. So that way people would give them the religious pat on the back and oh, say, yeah. good job, thank you for doing the work of God. No, that's not what God wants from us. Right. God wants his work to be genuine. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants from us. Amen. Amen. He tells us what true Pharisees are, but then I love uh, the second point that he gives us, what true prayer is, mm. verses eight through verse 13. Now, careful, many people call this the Lord's Prayer. That is not the Lord's Prayer. If you truly study out your Bible, John chapter number, if I'm not mistaken, 17. Absolutely, John yeah. 17 is the Lord's Prayer. That's where Jesus is in the garden. He's walking to the garden. So there's a lot going on there in John 17. What we call this here, it is the model prayer. Mm-hmm. The model prayer here is that he gives us certain attributes to put into our own prayer life. That's there's right. three different areas that I see here, and there's, there's about four total and two of these really go coincide with one another in this passage but all throughout scripture there's four different phases we don't have the time to get through that i may give that to joe and let joe teach that sometime (laughs) but true prayer it begins number one with praise Mm. he says after this manner therefore pray in verse nine our father which art in heaven hallowed or hallowed be thy name. That yeah. word hallowed means blessed. Oh, holy, on. worthy, glorified Amen. is the name of our God. Yeah. That's what that that's what that word hallowed means. What he's saying here is is let's get give God some praise. And now catch this. We are recognizing God in praise for who he is. Right. It's different from thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is mm-hmm. recognizing God for what he has done. That's- Nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, think about it on on a personal scale. If you're a parent, you don't just want to have those times of Thanksgiving where your your kids are saying thank you for this, thank you for that. You want that time of love. You want that time of literal adoration, just Mm. where you are just feeling the love because you're their parent, you're their father, you're their mother. That's what God wants from us Mm. as his children. That's That's just the way he designed it. Mm. Then he talks about number two humility verse 10 thy kingdom come and thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven uh, jesus is saying you seek out humbling yourselves and you're seeking not my will but thine be done and that's what mm. jesus prayed in the garden again his modeling prayers being right there in front of us then from verse 11 down through verse 13 uh through the middle of verse 13 he's giving his request that's when you make your requests known recognize yeah. god for who he is first mm. Humble yourselves, and then let God know what you're going through. He wants to hear it. Amen. But he's God. He's holy. He's our Father. He deserves our praise first. Good. But then at the end, look what he says. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Recognizing God, who he is in his Mm. person. Again, that... His is the power. So yeah. because of that, it's praise again. And it's a whole cycle. Oh, and when on. you put those certain attributes such as praise and thanksgiving and humility and then making a request and then ending it again with more thanksgiving and more praise, and you put that in a cycle, it's amazing. I, yeah. I've, I've personally tried it out in my own prayer life. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what it God is. does because of that. Amen. Number three, we're moving quickly, what true prosperity is. He gives us the understanding of what true prosperity is verses nineteen through verse twenty four. And the key verses in verse twenty one where he says, For where your treasure is, oh, come on. there will your heart be also. He's talking about don't let all of your riches be down here. Mm. He says, do the work of God for the heavenly riches, because where Amen. your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. Good. So if, you're, if your desire is for the heavenly things, biblical things, heavenly things, the work of the Father, right. that's where your heart's going to be. Amen. And where your heart is, that's where we're supposed to go. Mm. And I love what he says here in verse number 22. How about the light of the body of the eye? If your eye is single, then thy whole body shall be full of light. And that should only be belonging and looking toward Christ. Mm. Yeah. Let that eye and that whole understanding of looking forward be single. Let it be one vision, not multiple vision,
0: That's right. not,
1: not living that hypocrite life like we did here with the true Pharisees. Mm. We're talking about living that single life. Amen. What true prosperity is, is doing the work of God mm. and doing the work of God only. And that being our main desire in our heart. Verse 25 all the way down to verse 32 gives us our fourth under, uh, our fourth uh, area of teaching from Christ. Remember, the the, the the Sermon on the Mount here between Matthew 5 and 7, it's basically, it is, it's a big outline. Mm-hmm. It, it, we got to know that Jesus literally, because you can read through all three uh, passages of Scripture in, what, maybe 15 minutes? Yeah, yeah D- Jesus didn't just teach for 15 minutes. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty positive about that. This is the Amen. Godhead we're talking about, yes. the Word. Amen. I'm absolutely. sure he had more to say than 15 minutes. Absolutely maps. sure. So, too. this is just snippets that God gave Matthew, and then Luke has some as well, some of mm. these teachings. But 25 through 32, he talks about what true problems are not. Oh, come on. We've been talking about what things are, but here he says what true problems are not. Mm. The reason, part of it, <clears throat> excuse me, that. The reason Jesus gave this was because he was hearing it in the crowds. He was hearing it in the streets when he would go and minister, mm. and he says, "Look, and a- even when you'd go to the temple, look the way you're praying and the way that we hear you talking about stuff in the streets. You're concerned about your clothing. You're concerned mm. about your height. You're concerned about what you're going to eat. Uh, how much? How much you are? How how much uh, how much taller you are than everybody." Mm. A- 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 for some reason, it's just the little, literal No, no offense. It's the stupid things of life. Yeah, I, I, I'm not trying to be vulgar here. It's just it's stupid things of life. Mm-hmm. And he says, in literally in verse 25, take no thought for your life. Mm. He says, don't even worry about oh, it. Come on. He, he says, because he says, give. He gives some several examples of the lilies of the field. Yes. Solomon was great in all of his glory mm. with with the kingdom, with building the temple, and everything was beautiful. And we talked about that in Vacation Bible School, but. The lilies of the field are much more beautiful, God said. God said that. And then he says, look, you're concerned about what you're going to eat tomorrow? Consider the birds of the air, the sparrows. He says, they don't sow, they don't reap, they don't gather into barns, they don't do what you do. But yet, listen, and I love what he says, is, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Oh, come on. He didn't say it was the birds' heavenly Father. He says, that's your heavenly Heavenly Father.
0: Amen.
1: And I got a hold of that about three years ago that this is your Heavenly Father that's going to provide for you and take care of you. And I've been trying to live by those promises on a daily basis because I know, you know what, I can't do it. But if God takes care of the birds, he can take care of me. And then I love what he says here at the end in verse 33 and verse 34. And we'll go ahead and read it. He says, uh, he gives us the understanding of what true provisions are. Oh, come on. He talks about what, the true pro, uh, what true problems are not and what they're concerned about. Mm. But what does he say in verse 33? That conjunction, yeah. but it's a change of thought. But seek ye first the kingdom Amen. of God. Joe, I just saw this. He takes it back here to what the true Pharisees are mm. and, and how that, what is your actions? Mm. Oh, are are your actions for self or are you actually seeking to adore the, the, the Holy One? Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Ew. That's where in the prosperity, and that's when the the, the provisions for all of your mm. quote-unquote worldly problems come into play. Yep. He says when you put him first, when you put him where you're supposed to be, like we talked about in prayer, which he talked about a little bit ago, he's going to take care of you. Yep. And then he says one more time, take no thought for the morrow. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Fret not. Amen. Amen. Uh, 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 Paul even tells us, be careful for nothing. Yeah. Many times all throughout scripture, Jesus tells us to not be afraid, to not worry. Why? Because he knows we're flesh and we have problems with that. But he's the peace speaker. Mm. He's the prince of peace. So, oh, so so, why should we fret over tomorrow? Because tomorrow will, uh, shall take thought for the things of itself, sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. Meaning, tomorrow's going to come one way or the other. Yep. Doesn't matter. And it's going to take care of itself. mm. Your Heavenly Father's already told you in the verse above that if you seek, seek him first in his kingdom, he'll take care of the rest there. Amen. Leave it with him. Oh, that's so good. And cool. if we apply, I believe if we apply just these simple principles to our Christian life, which is what God was talking about here, he's talking about the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. The, the entire passage, Matthew 5 all the way to Matthew chapter 7, talks about uh, what the kingdom of God is about, how to get there, mm-hmm. and who's not going to be there. Oh, come on. If we can put these principles into our lives, and as as uh, James said, become doers mm-hmm. of the word, I'm telling you, our churches would change. Yes, sir. Our our churches would change. I believe And it. And, and if our prayer life changes, guess what? Our praise is going to change. Yeah. Our times of worship are going to change in church. Why? Because we've gotten closer to God, and that's, that's what it's it. all about. He desires that close relationship, <laughs> and we push that into our teenagers this, this last few weeks uh, during VBS and during camp. Is a whole understanding of. Give it to God. Give God your all because he wants your all. He desires your all. Don't be lukewarm because if you go all in with God, all these promises that are right here in Matthew chapter six are going to come for you. So that's our encouragement for you guys to get today. Don't be like the Pharisees. Mm. Seek out true prayer. Seek out what
0: God's true prosperity is. Don't worry about your problems because guess what? He's going to provide for you. Every single day. Aren't you thankful for that today? What a great exposition of Matthew chapter number six. I couldn't help but think of that song. We talked about it the other night on the phone, but his eyes on the sparrow. Amen. And I know he watches me. God bless you folks. Thank you for listening today. Tune in again next week to a word for the wilderness. Thank you for listening to a word for the wilderness. Be sure to subscribe and tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, Follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook to stay up to date with what's happening at A Word for the Wilderness.